Oh, boy, if you missed that first hour, you really missed some good stuff. You're going to need to go back and listen to the replays. Cherie is with me. I'm with her. We're in Woodsboro, Texas for a Father's Day weekend. And Cherie, we got some text messages coming in on our text line to 504-260-1870. We invite these text messages. What are we hearing from our listeners this morning? Yeah, so we got a lot of Father's Day text messages, messages coming in. Hey, Don, fishing in the heat is cheating. Them fish want to jump right into the ice chest to cool off a bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I was going to say. We (laughs) wish it was that easy. Um, Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Tight lines, stay cool and hydrated. Now, this one I'm particularly interested in. No trip to Omaha this year. That means LSU baseball is Okay. Heading to New Iberia to pick up a puppy. The old colonel from Redwood, Mississippi. Now the part oh, it could be because Mississippi's not represented in the World Series. That okay. Well, the part that's most interesting to me is is what kind of puppy is this uh, the colonel going to pick up? So, colonel, if you're listening to us out there, let me know what kind of puppy you're going to get. The other we have um, this is uh, a memorial fishing rodeo, TJ's fishing tournament next weekend in in memory of my father. Happy Heavenly Father's Day to T. Joe, and let's raise some money for St. Jude. For more info, go to www.tjoesinvitational.com or T. Joe's Invitational on Facebook. And I did look it up. They got a nice web page, lots of instruction, um, quite a few categories. Give it a shout. It does look like they're supporting St. Jude's. East Pearl River? That's- yes, that's the launch point. All right. Trucker Life, I'll be driving my big rig. Happy Father's Day from Jeff Laborde. And then we got a question, and we were actually just looking this up in the commercial break, so I think it's pretty interesting. Hey, Don, I'm 89 years old. Do I need a fishing license? In the past, all I needed was my driver's license. Uh, No, if you were born before June 1st, 1940, which he qualifies or she qualifies, you do not need a hunting or fishing license. You just need proof of your age, which would be your birth certificate or your driver's license. And congratulations being 89 years old and still fishing. So go get them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Good luck out there. And then just uh, good morning, Mr. Don, and happy early Father's Day from Jason the Barber. I need to go see Jason. need to get this haircut. (laughs) Ah, yep. Good morning, Don. What's the biggest fish you ever caught, and what body of water did you catch it? Happy Father's Day. Remember, any man can make a father, but it takes someone special to be a dad. Yeah, very well. Very wise words there. Let's see. The biggest fish I ever caught, and where did I catch it? Um... I guess that would be the tarpon. I caught the tarpon down at West Delta 58, and that was down in below Venice. That was about 150 pounds. We didn't put it in the boat and kill it, but that was the estimated weight on it. And closer to that, I caught a 125-pound uh, halibut in Alaska, which was like reeling up a Volkswagen or a wet carpet out of uh, <laughs> about <laughs> 600 feet of water. So that wasn't fun. The tarpon was fun. I guess that would be it. I'll think if there was a bigger one, but I think that was it. Well, hey, Don, where is the fish over here in Bay St. Louis? Well, um, I'm not sure. Maybe we can get somebody to help us out with that, but we, uh, we're going to hear from Eric Mohabarak, and he's talking about the flounder are just really tearing up over in that area. So we'll get a little bit more information for him on that. All right. Well, that covers our text messages for now. Until we get some more in at 504-260-1870. And we come back after this, the guy they call Born on the Bayou, Captain Mike Gallo, joins us. He's always got a fishing report for you. Well, check it out. He's the guy that says... 
You don't catch any fish, you don't have to pay me. What a deal. We're back with him right after this. It's time to support your favorite MLB superstars and let your voice be heard with the 2024 MLB All-Star Ballot presented by BuildSubmarines.com. Oh, what a shot. That's right. You get to help choose the starting lineups for the Midsummer Classic and decide who represents your team at the MLB All-Star Game presented by MasterCard this summer in Arlington. He makes the play. So make your picks today at MLB.com slash vote. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. You like that song, Sheree? I actually do like that song. Our listeners picked that for Captain Mike. They they voted that as his theme song. (laughs) Fits him pretty good. He dances really good when he hears it. You ought to see him go into his little dance. I'm I'm envisioning a YouTube video here. (laughs) Let's talk to him right now. Captain Mike Gallo, Angling Adventures of Louisiana. Captain Mike, you staying cool in this uh, this heat wave we're experiencing? Well, of course. I use my cool blue products and keep me nice and cool when when the heat gets me and stay hydrated. I tell you what, that stuff is amazing. When I was out on a snapper trip a couple weekends ago, uh, man, it was hot in the middle of the day. And when you get that boat moving and you get a little breeze and you put that stuff on, your whoo, temperature drops about 8 degrees instantly. It is very refreshing. You are correct. Well, Mike, let's talk about some fishing. But first of all, I want to get a validation on this. I am hearing that shrimp in your area are now like 50 cents a piece for live shrimp. Is that accurate? Well, they are actually 46 cents, and then you add taxes of 9.75%, brings it to 50.6 cents. Wow. Inflation is killing us. Yep, two for a dollar. (laughs) Yeah, well, do you absolutely need them? Well, I would say yes and no, Don, and I don't know that that's the answer you wanted, Obviously, I take live shrimp with me when we go, and you've heard this story many times over the years. If if we can get the trout biting on a fairly good pace, I'll usually switch one of my clients over to plastic mixed in with the live shrimp, makes the live shrimp last longer, and obviously we can catch more fish. Absolutely. Mike, uh, you've been targeting trout or reds this week or both? A little bit of both. Um, I fished this week, shucks, from Half Moon all the way to the south shore of Lake Bourne and caught fish at just about every stop. Now, some of those fish were gaff tops and hardhead catfish, and we moved on. But there's a lot of trout in the area. It does seem like uh, as we get deeper into June, there's more white trout than speckled trout. Um, The Biloxi Marsh does still have redfish. We had some really low tides um, early part of this week, and uh, that's a big plus when I can, you know, see the redfish along the shoreline because they've been they've been a grind. Uh, I have a real good day one day, and the next day really have to work for them. The live shrimp under a cork is certainly working best for the, um, the redfish. They'll eat the dead shrimp, but a live one jumping around in front of them is pretty enticing. Mike, getting back to those live shrimp at 50 cents a piece, uh, when you start using those and catching hardheads, uh, that can be pretty discouraging. Have you found that once hardheads start showing up that that's pretty much all you're going to catch, or do you stick it out and try to pull out a few trout mixed in with hardheads? What's your philosophy on the hardhead run? <laughs> well, 
my theory on on the hardheads is they're not near as fast in the water as a speckled trout. So if you do get into an area where you're catching speckled trout and then the hardheads sort of move in on you and you catch them, it's it's one of two reasons. My belief is a predator, a shark, or something, a bigger fish has come along and spooked off those trout, but not much in the water eats hardhead catfish, so they tend to stay around and eat your shrimp. I have what I call the three catfish rule. If we catch three catfish back-to-back, it's time to move. Three strikes and you're out. I love it. Um, (laughs) Mike, now, you know, what has been showing up more and more each year in your area is uh, blue catfish that are mixed in with the speckled trout and the reds, particularly if you're fishing the bridges and the lake. Um, For people that are not freshwater fishermen, and they may be throwing back some really good fish, how do you distinguish uh, a good blue cat that's a good eating fish from a hardhead? It's a subtle difference in seeing um, the difference between a a freshwater catfish and a a brackish or saltwater catfish. I would say the head of a freshwater catfish is wider than its mouth. But a hardhead catfish mouth is almost all the way across. So the freshwater catfish head sort of tapers toward the mouth where the hardhead and the gaff top, the mouth is just as wide as the head. Got it. Mike, uh, any trips to um, Biloxi Marsh this week or in the near future? I did go to the Biloxi Marsh on Tuesday and Wednesday. We had great weather, not much wind. Um, Caught a decent amount of redfish on Tuesday, and then Wednesday turned out to be a grind. We caught some, but it just didn't happen as, as fast as we would like, and before you knew it, it felt like it was 100 degrees out there, so we headed back in. I did catch a, a, a nice mess of redfish yesterday fishing um, shucks. I was right in Lake Bourne uh, by Alligator Point. There's some little trinosas along there. Had some clients come from Mississippi. They spent the night in the lodge, had a great meal over at Southside Cafe, and the next morning we went out. And I just... Happened to be running fair close to that shoreline and saw a bunch of white birds, you know, egrets along the shoreline, like a dozen of them. So that had my attention. I slowed down, and once I slowed down, I saw a redfish bust on the shoreline, and our plans changed right there on the spot. And we caught a bunch, caught a bunch of redfish before we used that live shrimp on some on some trout at some of the platforms in the lake. Yep, you got to watch for the signs. They can pay off a lot of times, and sometimes it's something subtle as a number of birds on a on a shoreline. Well, Mike, thanks so much for the report. Uh, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, they can find you on my website. Give them your website and phone number. My website is aaofla.com, and the phone number is 985-781-7811. And you said it seemed like it was 100 degrees. That's because the feel-like temperatures have been 100, very close to an actual temperature. So everybody needs to remember all the rules of staying cool. Those are products that you need to bring, and uh, you don't want to suffer from heat exhaustion. Fishing is supposed to be fun. Mike, thanks for the report as always, and we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good, Don. We'll talk to you then, and happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. 
And back at you. Thank you, Mike Gallo, Angling Adventures. By the way, his Born on the Bayou report is brought to you by CETO. That's the group for $199 a year membership. You get unlimited fuel drop-offs, jump starts if you got electrical problems. If they got to tow you in, they'll do it, whatever it takes to get you back safe and sound to the dock. It's like having a AAA policy on the water. Peace of mind for you and your loved ones. And if you need a last-minute Father's Day gift idea, call Captain Chris. He'll get you signed up, 504 504- 301-4545, or one simple click to CETO.com. Tell them it's for Dad. We'll be back right after this with our kayak report. Captain Eric Mahabarak, Louisiana Kayak Company, is next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And our stroking or paddling report is brought to you in conjunction with Massey's Outfitters and the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club. Captain Eric Mohabarak, Louisiana Kayak Company, joins us with a report and, Eric, uh, Massey's has not only got locations in Covington and Baton Rouge and New Orleans, they've also got one in Gonzales this weekend at the Sportsman Show. And I know uh, Captain Martha was there. I think she was there yesterday, and Brendan Bayard was there, and some of the other team members. Um, from what I understand, it's a great show. I haven't made it up there myself yet. Uh, but uh, I know that Massey's has got a full booth with all the popular kayak brands, uh, the Hobies, the Natives, the Bonafides. Uh, they also got the Bodie boards. Um, and I know they have some other products in their booth. I don't know if they brought the green eggs with them this time, but uh, I'm, I'm sure it's always done up. It's right as you walk in right through the gate. You can't miss it. Stop by and uh, check out John Ford. He, he'll be there. Or uh, Steve Neese today will also be there. Terry Pham, uh, some other Hobie team members. Uh, and, and plus the whole Massey's crew will be there. Uh, I, I believe that they may have a few people from Native and Jackson there. I'm not sure offhand on that. But uh, it looks like it's going to be another good show after that two-year hiatus. And uh, looking forward to get out there. Well, let's start with the fishing reports uh, furthest east, uh, Florida, Pensacola area. What's happening over that way? Man, they got the uh, pygmy goat offshore kayak fishing tournament going on. Wait a minute, pygmy goat. What's the what's the tie-in? Because we got a pygmy goat expert here, my daughter Cherie. Tell us more about this pygmy uh, goat thing. Uh, it's a, it's an offshore tournament out of Pensacola, Navarre area, right there. Um, and you have to catch a fish that's over five pounds to qualify in it. And and they have a pretty good payoff. There's 105 anglers going on, and uh, it's kind of and it's backed by the uh, by the Florida Tourism Commission and stuff like that. And another thing that's pretty neat about this tournament is the person who wins this tournament not only wins a pile of cash, but gets to name a reef, and they put in a reef that people can go to go to kayak at and fish with boats and snorkel and dive on. And that's a pretty cool deal going on. They've really done a really good job with this over there. Um, the, 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 they got a Calcutta as of yesterday. The Calcutta for the Red Snapper was $1,700. The King Mackerel was 1500 And uh, what's, what's neat is about this tournament is that everybody launches from the same location. And uh, it should be interesting. Last year, a boy from Mississippi won it with a 60-pound uh, cobia. I believe he took home like $5,000. Uh, $5, and they're drawing anglers from around the world, Don. Uh, they got one, uh, a guy who came all the way from Australia to fish, uh, Marty Kittens. He's, he's a character. He'd be a good one for your show. Wow, <laughs> I don't know yeah. Put him on TV, but, but they're doing a really <laughs> good job over there. I wish I could have made it. Um, 
but it just didn't happen this year. Maybe next year I'll get over there. But uh, it, it's really something to see all those boats launching out of there. And the water's been gorgeous. And they, they yesterday had practice, uh, and they've been catching. They caught a bunch of kings and snappers and stuff. And yesterday opened up the snapper season over there, too. So a bunch of them guys got to take home some of them pre-fish and, and eat them. Yeah, great. Um, I had a, a listener texted in looking for some information on the Bay St. Louis area fishing, and I heard from Chris and Nan. They've been wearing those flounder out over there in Mississippi. What is going on with this flounder run over there, and is it extending to that area in Bay St. Louis? Yeah, Don, it sounds like it's the whole coast. I'm actually waiting for, for, for Weaver to call me right now. Him, Nancy, and uh, and his daughter went out uh, last night flounder gigging. He had went out the night before and got eight. But um, they have been nailing the flounder all along the coastline. And from my understanding, the night before, it was so clear. They had so many people. It was like old times back in the day when, when everybody used to go to the coast and pile up. I don't know why there's so many flounder running over there, but it's just for some reason there is. And it doesn't seem as if plenty of people are fishing them riding real. Um, and, and they're catching them anywhere from six inches of water to eight feet of water. So uh, you could possibly wade fish for them, and you know the way you do that is just go out and start fan casting. You don't you don't need a boat or a kayak, so you know it's it's possibility. And if you know places where there's a deep drop off or something, fish those ledges. But really limiting it out within a few hours on rod and reel and, and stuff like that. But I have no idea why it's over over there like that and not over here over here in our way. It's uh, interesting how that how that's working. Well, you know, you got to take advantage of whatever Mother Nature gives you. And if flounders are on a run, uh, grab your kayak or grab your gigging pole and your light and get over there. And, yeah, I remember the old days when you used to look down the beach and it was lights as far as you could see with people floundering. So uh, it's good to have some of the good old days return. All right, Highway 1, yeah. very popular place for bank fishing as well as kayak push-off point. What's happening down that way? Well, Don, just like everybody else has been saying, and I'm sure that everybody's seen the reports, man, the trout are running, the shrimp are running down there, the, the trout are there, like, like uh, what the same said, they are catching some gorgeous trout, 22s, 23-inch trout. Uh, I've, I've heard of that, that one trout that was almost five pounds caught off a gorilla point there uh, for the CCA tournament. But uh, they've been really catching some gorgeous trout, top water bite early in the morning. Uh, uh, they've been using the mirror lore top dogs, uh, chartreuse with the white. Um, just uh, anywhere from basically Leeville south, I'd say, all the way to, to the island. If you can get on the outside of the island and fish the beach early in the morning, that's the ticket. I know they caught some good fish yesterday afternoon. It wasn't a limit, but it was beautiful fish, you know, uh, 18 to 24 inches uh, yesterday afternoon on Elmer's Island. Uh, right before, you know, 6 o'clock cutoff time, they had to get off the island. But um, it was uh, it, it was some beautiful fish, and that was all caught on top water. So I highly suggest getting down there. Um, I know the rooms are limited, but um, it's, it's a good time to, to go down there and fish right now for some reason or another. Bring your cast net, too, because you never know when them shrimp are on the beach and you'll be able to pile up the shrimp. I also know somebody who was just scooping uh, crabs with, with the kids off the beach, and they caught 120 quart ice chest full of crabs with, with scoop nets. 
So that's another thing you can do. You know, it's a good be a good time to go down there with the family, spend a little money, and, and kick back and get you some crabs, shrimp, and speckled trout. That's that's a good dinner, right there, boy. Yes, it is. <laughs> All good stuff, Captain uh, Eric. If you would give us your contact information, they can find you on my website, but also other ways. If they, you know, you're one of the few kayak companies that offer you know guided trips and actually provide the kayaks and everything else people need. Tell them how to get you. Yeah, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram. It's the Louisiana Kayak Company. Or you can just give me a call, 504-313-8292. All right. Thank you, Eric. We'll talk to you next time. All right, Don. Have a good one. All righty. Yes, I'm really excited about that flounder bite over there in Mississippi. All right, we come back after this. Yeah, unfortunately, we got uh, bad boys. We got another one. This one, Tom, is, this is the actual sentencing of an earlier crime, and we'll tell you his time. Doesn't look like he's going to be able to hunt for about five years, part of his sentence. His story's next on The Outdoors with Tom Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, and I have daughter Cherie with me here, catching us up on the text message board. Cherie, what's, what are we hearing from our listeners? So texter 3708 said that he's doing the same thing he does every Father's Day. Work, go home, staying in the heat, and then barbecue for the kids. Hey, whatever makes you happy. Yes, yes. And maybe one day the kids will barbecue for him. Yeah, you never not. know. <laughs> Hi, Don. What are your plans for Father's Day? My son has taken me out to eat a steak dinner. He enjoys the show. This is texter 6818. Let's see, there it works the other way around right there. Exactly. Eventually it comes that way. Well, we hope to treat you to a couple of nice places around here. <laughs> Our favorite stop in Woodsboro, Tuttles. Well, you can't come lunch. to Woodsboro without stopping at Tuttles. No. I mean, it is the hot spot in Woodsboro. Well, yeah, one of the only spots in Woodsboro. <laughs> but the good news is, is it's Saturday's barbecue day, and it's awesome. All right, looking forward to that. So we have a visitor from Richmond, Virginia. Poppy says he's enjoying the birds and the bass fishing tournament here this weekend. He walked over, and it seemed a little fishy at first, but once he saw things happen, and he was hooked. So I think he's got a, a play on words here. He's doing pretty good, too. Yeah, nice. Well, welcome into Louisiana from uh, Richmond. And then we have some reminiscent here. Texter 3668 says he remembers when them shrimp were 10 cents a piece. Yeah, he's old as me. I remember that too. But those days are absolutely gone. 50 cents a piece for shrimp. That's hard to believe. All right. Now, what's it like living next to a game warden? Um, actually, it's very, very helpful to have Libby live next door to us. <laughs> but no, whenever we have any questions, Libby is also an avid bird watcher. Mm -hmm. So we have a nice variety of birds in this particular area based on the prairie landscape that we have here, the coastal area that we have. And so just a tremendous um, source of information to have Libby next door. Yeah, she does a good job. She's been working some BUI cases lately least one yes yes i had a catch and release and that's what we always say you know it's a small town around here and so libby is one of the only game lady game wardens that we have in the state of texas we have a couple in this area one other person and so quite a few of the people at the plant that i've worked with have had positive encounters with libby but of course they remember so i say she keeps everybody in line and I tell them uh, that if they meet her and they're doing something bad, don't tell them that uh, they know me. <laughs> they're going to end up on the bad boys. There you go, <laughs> bad girls. All right, we got a bad boy story to tell you about, and we'll do it right after we pause 10 seconds for our local stations to tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. 
Well, our story starts off today with U.S. Magistrate Judge Joseph H.L. Perez Montez, who recently sentenced Aaron St. Pierre, who pleaded guilty to hunting in a closed area, unlawful taking of white-tailed deer, use of trail cameras, distribution and hunting over bait, and littering in a national wildlife refuge, namely the Lake Ophelia National Wildlife Refuge in Avalos Parish here in Louisiana. Of course, the use of those trail cameras, the distribution and hunting over bait, that would be legal in many areas, but not on national wildlife refuges. The case was investigated by federal wildlife officers and a wildlife canine team from December of 2021 through January 2022. And for his illegal hunting activities, Judge Perez Montez handed down a $4,550 fine, a five-year suspension of hunting license privileges, and a five-year ban from setting foot on all national wildlife refuges is 27-year-old Aaron St. Pierre of Munts, Louisiana, our bad boy, the outdoors. All right, we come back after this. Uh, Ryan Lambert, he's been traveling around, doing a lot of fishing. We'll find out what he's been catching right after this time out. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And let's see what the Plastic Man is doing this Father's Day. Ryan, are you spending time with uh, your stable of daughters? You like? I think, I think you got me beat by one, actually, huh? I got three of them, three wonderful daughters. Uh, well, we're no, tied, yet. <laughs> That's right. You know, everybody that I know that I know hundreds of guys that have three daughters, you know, they go for two and they try, well, one more, we're going to try for a boy one more time. That's all me. Got three That's me. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I know hundreds of guys like us, but that's a good thing. I, uh, no, I'm down in Buras today. Uh, I'm going to finish up at the lodge here. The fish are biting really well. The river's falling. The water today is beautiful. I mean, it's hot, but it's it's just a beautiful day. Very little wind and just sunny. Gosh, it's gonna be a nice day. Then um, I go too. home and we have a, yeah, we have a gender reveal today to see what Kristen's gonna have, and then tomorrow we have a big Father's Day thing. So, yeah, it'll be busy. <laughs> well, good. How was your your trip that you you went out to Florida? Did you end up with some hogfish and snook? No, not. It, it, I, I got to fish seven hours in a week. It blew and blew, and the day I woke up to go mm-hmm. home, it was dead calm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I caught a 125-pound tarpon and a 50-pound tarpon and a few trout, and I never got offshore, you know, to the reefs to go fish any uh, bones or, I mean, uh, hogs or groupers or nothing like that. Uh, I'm just going to have to go back and do it, you know. I just Now, that tarpon just wasn't on the fly, huh? No, it was not. It was... It wasn't even on plastic, for God's sake. It was with a crab. You know, they, they have these. Yeah, just I just don't get it. And, you know, and uh, look, they got these thousands and thousands of crabs coming out at, at Boca Grande, and they they call them past crabs. It's a little brown crab, and they all, everybody's dipping them. They got fifty, sixty boats. They go up at the tide and come back, and they go up and come back. It's it's like a, a it's like Mardi Gras out there. And everybody hooks a crab, pull, throws him out the boat, let him float, and, he, and the tarpon comes up and eat him. It's uh, they fight though. That's a fighting fish. Oh my gosh! Oh, that's my favorite. That's the, that's the I tell people that's the most exciting fish I ever caught was a tarpon. You know, a snook is exciting too because they jump as well. If I could teach a redfish to jump, I'd have standing room only in my <laughs> in my driveway waiting for a boat. Absolutely. Every time I you get one right to jump, I turn that. him loose. 
<laughs> so so um, the river's coming down. It's going to drop three foot in the next uh, three weeks. So, you know, already the boys are catching trout, red, sheepheads. They, they've been having a ball out there every day. It's uh, It's been good. The wind's finally died down. Looks like we have a good summer. Yep, just got to try to stay cool, man. It has just been some hot down. Well, you bring some cool rag and put them in a nice chest and some Florida water and put it around your neck. You feel like a, a new person out there. So, you know, we have we got a lot of people coming and going. So it's uh, we just got to watch them. Yesterday, one boat came in at 1030 because someone got hot. But, you know, the captains know how to watch it. And if somebody gets hot or, you know, there was a little drinking going on the night before. So I'm sure they had something to do with it. But, you know, it's well, I'm going to fix you up in. with some cook. I'm gonna fix you up with some cool blue products. I'm gonna get some shipped down there to you. These things are really good. And you guys yeah. need to use them down there because I know you get a lot yeah, of customers I, I, that are not used to that heat. I had the spray and I keep it in my ice chest. And uh, mm-hmm. the other day I had some some ladies in the boat and they were hot. And I said I sprayed that on and went, oh oh my goodness gracious oh that feels so good. I said <laughs> okay that's enough. <laughs> yeah, you can get about a dollar a squirt for that stuff when you're out on the water. You know? <laughs> yeah, and I keep it in my ice chest. So it's really cool when it comes out. Well, you know, another use I found for it is on my dog. You know, this time of year when you want to work the dog on dry land doing retrieving just to keep them in shape and they get real hot because they don't want to quit, you just spray it on their ears and underneath oh, yeah. their belly and it's safe for them and it cools them down. Yeah, I'm working Kendy twice, three, four times a day. I mean, she just won't stop. And uh, I, I work her, and then it's, I can see if she just slows down the tiniest bit, I bring her in, give her some water, and let her lay down. But she, an hour later, she wants to go again. So, you know, I'm keeping her in good shape. She's in she's in great shape. So we we stay ready for the season. I tell you, I did some coastal restoration work yesterday. I went out into the new pass, that Neptune Pass. You ought to see the project I did in Bay Denise. They got model ducks in there, about hundreds and hundreds of them, which is beautiful because wow. they, they're really kind of threatened these days. There's not as many as they used to be. So anytime we get some new habitat for them, that's a good thing. And they use yes, it. I mean, we got it on the bank and they had eggs from black neck uh, stilts and, and model ducks. I mean, nest everywhere. I mean, it's just great. That's you know, we're not year. far away from the teal season. It's coming up. Oh, I know, I know. They and they just left. What a remarkable bird they are! I mean, they just got <laughs> yeah. out here at the end of April, and and we're talking about them coming back already with a new family. I know. And uh, the, yeah, the ducks right. in North Dakota, the ducks are up sixteen percent. They had a lot of rain, and that goes extends, you know, all the way into Canada. So it looks like for the first time in three years, we'll have a good recruitment. We'll have a lot of young. Uh, Dumb ducks, <laughs> the ones yeah. that are easier to get in the box. <laughs> so, yeah, because yeah, last couple of years we didn't have a great recruitment. So I think uh, once the numbers are all counted and divvied out, it's, it's going to be a lot better this year. Yeah, teal is one of our most important uh, bread and butter ducks down here. Well, Ryan, listen, have a great time down there. Let us know uh, what the result of the gender reveal is next week. And uh, I, I'm putting uh, we'll my do, money we'll on do. another girl. I'm putting my money. You just, you know, her family's full of girls. you like I'm me. I'm keeping my mouth shut. <laughs> I'm not saying nothing except, oh, I'm so happy, baby. So you have a great Father's Day. And all our listeners, y'all have a great Father's Day. Be safe on water this weekend. Good stuff. See you next week, Ryan. Take care. There he goes, Captain Ryan Lambert. We call him the Plastic Man. All right, we come back after this. Oh, let it go, Sheree. Just about over. I know. It goes by too quick. We got some interesting text Lots messages. Lots of texts, All right, yes. we'll get back and try to get to as many as we can. We appreciate you texting us at 
1870. We do it every Saturday morning right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Well, Sheree, they say it's the quickest two hours in radio, and i got to agree with it. It seems like we just sat down. We're getting ready to wrap up here. Let's see what's coming in on the text board before we go here. All right. Another um, happy Father's Day, Don. Go fish, hunt, or just hang out with the family today. We did have a question. What are the rules pertaining to people with disabilities having a license? So I think you were able to look that up, and cost, I believe, is $4 for people with disabilities. Right. Um, it depends on, on the disability and whether you're a disabled veteran or not. But uh, what it entails, if you want to get that license, it's a $4 fee, and this covers people who are disabled as blind, paraplegic, amputee, artificial limbs, permanent brace, and the surviving spouse of a KIA, which is a killed in action. That is $4. It's not about the money. It's to keep track of how many people are out there fishing and hunting. And also you get matching funds from the federal government. That's why they do that. Now, if you're a disabled veteran, uh, there is a $4 charge, but it is delivered to you at no cost to the consumer. The Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries Foundation picks up their cost of it. So disabled folks have a really good opportunity here in Louisiana and save a lot of money. Um, on to some other text messages, 5414. I've been having good luck casting netting, cast netting shrimp on the beach on Grand Isle, but what's surprising is I've caught many small one- to two-inch long pompano while cast netting for shrimp. I did catch a beautiful pompano about 14 inches a, a month ago or so. Mm, that's unusual. Enjoy so, it. Yeah, so some more text messages. Father's Day, Don went to Point of Shin Wildlife Management Area to catch some crabs. They said they built some beautiful wharfs out there for people to use. Might have some bad boys of the outdoors. People aren't keeping things clean. But wishing a happy Father's Day to you and all the fathers that are out there. You know about this keeping that area clean. You know, some of these areas, I just don't think they have enough trash containers. I mean, I just don't think there's that many people that instead of throwing it in a waste disposal would throw it on the ground. A lot of times they're either full, they haven't been emptied, or there are not enough of them. So check on that, the person that, that 42, 46, is that the text? 42, 46. 46. Yeah, text me back and tell me if you've observed that they have appropriate amount of containers out there because that might be the problem maybe by putting some more out there it'll eliminate that problem yeah actually you know down on surfside similar sort of issue they put dumpsters out there just mm -hmm. because there are certain times of the month the year when there are tons of people and just regular trash cans can't keep up so they'd put dumpsters loca uh, located there and you could take all your trash well you the should dumpsters. never throw it on the beach or the ground but you know you should take it with you if you don't have a place. But I think a proper disposal area would certainly help. All right, you got a little uh, thing here on your neighbor Libby. Uh, yeah, <laughs> does Libby appear on Lone Star Law um, from Kentwood? Great show. Happy Father's Day. This is a 281, so this is a Houston text texter out there. And I'm not sure if she does, but she'd certainly be suitable. Education is another one of her strong points, and so I'm sure she's fantastic in front of the camera. That's the show where the game wardens are out making cases. That probably is her. We'll have to ask her. Yeah, they got a nice Facebook page, too, um, of all the, the rangers that are out there on the, um, on the Lone Star Law. And then Big Mike sent me in, um, got some goats for me if I need some. <laughs> Lady Luck Farm does raise registered African pygmy goats. We're He's coming got along. seven babies. What kind of babies do you have? What type of goats do you have? What breed, Big Mike? Let us know. All right, we're just about out of time. We won't know this week. Maybe we'll find out by next week. We can pass along some of this information. Thank all of you for joining us, and thanks you, Sharif, for co-hosting the show again, hosting a family uh, get-together here for Father's Day weekend. Yep, always love it, and happy Father's Day to you, Pops. And looking forward to our visit to Tuttle's.
Great dining establishment here in Woodsboro. Not Absolutely. very formal, but very good. Yep. Today's Saturday is a barbecue day. Best day of the week. I'm all in. <laughs> all right. We'll see you again next week. Same time, same place, 5 to 7 a.m. each and every Saturday morning. We talk about the current things that you need to know pertaining to the great outdoors. Hope you enjoy Father's Day weekend. Spend some time with Dad. That's the most important gift. See you next week on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network.